Coast to Coast. Your Coast to Coast source for wedding planning and info is live. Live. The Weddingzilla Podcast. The Weddingzilla Podcast. Everything and everyone you need to hear while planning your wedding. Or even just thinking about it. The Weddingzilla Podcast. Featuring interviews and advice from some of the top professionals in the wedding industry. Connect. Facebook. Instagram. Connect on Facebook and Instagram. At The Weddingzilla. At The Weddingzilla. And even submit ideas for future episodes. Welcome to the Weddingzilla Podcast. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to the Weddingzilla Podcast. My name is Wyatt, and I have DJ Matt Johnson from on, on the East Coast. How you doing, Matt? Good. I'm doing great. I'm feeling great tonight. Pumped up, ready to go. Finished two weddings this past weekend. They were phenomenal. Had a good time, and I got two more this coming weekend. So out there getting the season going, getting primed up and ready to go. There you go. I actually, I got a wedding this weekend. It's at a private residence. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, this is a great couple. I actually uh, spent some time with them. Um, we actually had a, a little, uh, a little uh, get together at their uh, at at the house, like so during the site visit, and uh, got to spend some. Uh, I should say spin some tunes, but I put together a playlist for them um, and met the wedding planner there. It was it was it was kind of it was kind of cool. So I'm, I'm feeling kind of a little connected to the couple. So, uh, we actually have some training, um, for introductions, uh, t- on Thursday night. So, uh, with my assistant, um, just going back to that, uh, we, I, I, I'm really into doing rehearsal before the event, making sure that, uh, we can try to be the very, very best we can be. Yeah, absolutely. Practice makes perfect. There you go. So today, Matt, we're going to get into lighting. So, lighting. uh, yes, Love lighting. That. lighting is everything, right? Sets the mood. Sets the mood. Absolutely. One of my bi- favorite things was always uh, uplighting. I don't do too many uh, uplighting now that most of my events are outdoors, but uh, uplighting's big if you're doing a lot of indoor events. In fact, I think it's almost uh, a, a, ne- a, it's a necessity. What do yes. you think? Yeah, absolutely. Did uh, uplights this weekend at both weddings. Uh, you know, just changed the room completely. As you know, you can make a nice uh, ambiance for dinner if they want to do like a nice amber. It adds to it. But once that party starts, kicks up, you know, start playing with the colors and, um, you know, just changes the whole ambiance going from, you know, like um, dinner time into moving. Hey, dinner's over. Let's get the party started here. And, uh, you know, of course, the the uplights uh, help add to all that. As well as some pin spots. Actually, I just bought, I just received some new pin spots that I bought for cake, primarily for cake. I don't really enjoy setting up 20 pin spots, pin spot centerpieces or anything like that. It's a lot of work, actually. Um, but um, but the cake is looks really nice uh, with pin spot on it and, uh, you know, dance floor lighting, of course. But um I'm a pin spot nut, and if you, as a couple, <laughs> uh, you know, if you're trying to highlight any specific area of your room, uh, or if you're outdoors and you're trying to highlight, you know, your uh, dessert table or anything specific that's important to you at your event, you know, the pin spots are amazing. Yes. Oh, um, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, and I, I, I firmly believe in them. I actually have several different pin spots. Uh, and, and the cool part about it is, is they're battery powered. Uh, we can attach them just about anywhere. And in some cases, I, uh, if there's nowhere to attach them, I can bring my own pole 
set them up and I actually have the actually your choice of between white or this like light brown color that we wrap the pole in to kind of match whatever decor mm. uh, and mo- most of the time those two colors kind of match but circling back to uplighting so Matt uh, you know, a lot of couples are probably like, well, the venue threw in the lights for, you know, for free or this other person will do it for less. Typically, when I hear that, they're usually the inexpensive par cams, which is breaking it down. It's just those old halogen lights, you know, that they put up. They can't change colors. They're not battery powered. You got to plug them in. Have you faced that? Yeah, absolutely. What's happening is some of the, um, especially more so at the hotels, um, they're starting to offer clients up lights, but they're not the same. It is not the same. Like you said, uh, some of them are the old school jail. There's nobody there to operate them. It's a set it and forget it. They walk away. It's a lighting technician who just sets the lights down. They set one color and that's it. You know, if a bride walks in a room, let's say she chooses a blue, and she walks in the room and she's like, you know, I like that blue, but can you make it actually a little bluer? Well, I could do it with the touch of my finger, you know, from the apps on our phone. So uh, we can adjust accordingly on the fly. And these hotels, generally speaking, I've, I've never seen a lighting technician stay and operate up lights during a wedding. I've yet to see it. So um, and then here again, once the party starts, we can uh, start playing with the lights uh, a little bit. It could be one color for a couple songs, another color. And the guests just love it. They're looking around like, oh, my God, the room was blue a minute ago. Now look, it's green or red or pink or purple. Um, it's amazing. But um, so it, it's, you know, when a client says, hey, the venue's offering us the up lights. We don't need them. I just ask them a couple questions like that. Okay. You know, how much are they charging you? Maybe it's possible you can match the price. And then, okay, is it a set it and forget it? Is that important to you? Uh, is it important that maybe the lights change during the evening? Um, we recently, this was a hotel in DC, and uh, they will not now, now they will not even allow the DJ or an outside service to upsell the client up lights. They won't even allow See, it. And that's, and I, I've ran into that before. And again, couples out there, if you're taking notes, these are questions to ask your venue. I mean, cause bottom line is they're, 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 they're trying to make this a monopoly control, you know, you know, the quality or what you're, I mean, there's a, there's a positive to it and there's a, not a positive, a, a negative to it. And the positive is, is great. Yeah. They're trying to control it, but they also pigeonhole you into a price point or to go with whatever, you know, they, they're offering where like, for instance, you know, we're, we're offering a battery powered, you know, units so it can be placed anywhere, no cables. So it's nothing to junk up, you know, make, make your room look nasty with the little cords or having the tape it down, and we're also able to offer you different shades. I mean, my our lights are what they call RGBAWUV, which is red, green, blue, white, amber, and UV. And of course, if you ever went to art class, you would, you know, color mix those colors to make anything within that in that realm. And then when it comes, so you can have, you know, uh, elegant through dinner time, you know, like uh, Matt suggested with an amber color or a candlelight color. And then when it's trying time to change the mood, boom, we can change it with a push of a button. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I- really that's the difference between, you know, uh, uh, you know, doing a DJ. And again, not all DJs have that capability, but the difference between, different uplights. So uplighting is not just uplighting is what I'm com- breaking down. 
yeah, to, to have the ability to change it, um, I think, is a key factor. Um, so uh, it's important, to, I think, have that discussion uh, with your client prior to them uh, signing anything, maybe even with the venue. Just say, you know, compare it apples to apples is what I'm saying um, and let them know. And then, of course, there's all these kind of gobo effects that, uh, you know, you can put in a room and, you know, you can make it look like a, I don't know, a tree on the on the the ceiling and i've seen some people do some really really creative um lighting effects i i personally don't get into it that deeply um but i've seen some some really incredible you know uh, work done it's almost it's a work of art where the room is just oh it's stunning it's absolutely stunning you just walk into the room and you know you see the way it was lit but uh that's a that's a whole nother craft really i think yeah, the monogram thing. I mean, I kind of gotten into that. In fact, I I have four, and again, these are battery powered fixtures uh, that I'm using. It's actually from the Fuel Lighting Company out of uh, uh, New Hampshire, and uh, you know the standard usually monograms are, uh, you know, you have to plug in, and, and there is a difference. One, you know, some units are very heavy duty. You know, mine specifically are designed for indoors, easy to put up. Uh, again, trying to bring the cost, you, you know, leverage technology to bring my cost down when it comes to labor costs. But uh, I, I, I've done phenomenal things on the wall uh, when it comes to doing different kind of textures, and you can right. even do textures on the on the ground too as well. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you just got to be careful during those first dance. I mean, do you really want to have that texture all over your dress and your wedding photos? Those are the questions I would kind of a- ask yourself. And the same thing with names. I mean, I see a lot of. Um, DJs advertise free gobo. We'll put a gobo on your dance floor. That's great. Mm-hmm. You know, I you know putting a gobo on the dance floor, but you're not going to be able to see it during dance time. It's going to be on you during your you know unless you're dancing in a right position, which is usually I don't see that happening. Um, so I guess I'm saying it 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 wasn't that great. If you're going to do a gobo with your name on it and and spend the you know, the three to four, in, in some cases, some people are charging five, uh, depending on what market you're in. I mean, put it on the wall because then you can see it from the moment you walk in to the very end at night. It's not covered up, you know, with people dancing on top of it. Uh, and specifically now, I'm even, you know, a lot of people are using video projectors. So now you can animate that that monogram if you're doing names. So pretty much what we're talking about is two different things. You have your uh, you know, monograms with texture, which have different, um, like a tree effect or a, de- right. a design. Mm-hmm. And then you also have monograms with your name or date or whatever. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I think ideally, I think you're right. I think ideally, um, in my opinion, it looks best, uh, ideally over if, if, if they have a sweetheart table or a head table where there's enough room and ceiling above the, you know, the newlyweds to have that, that, that to me is ideal. Because you could see it there the whole night. It looks really beautiful. Um, uh, or across, directly across for them. Because people like to see their names, you know. They like to see, uh, you know, Jack and Jill, you know, uh, whatever their date is, happily ever after. So, um, but on the floor, it is limited and it does have some issues. It looks good prior to coming in the room when the room is empty, um, you know, to take pictures. But once people start coming in and, you know, it kind of all gets covered up. Yeah, r- really, I guess what it is, when I meet with my couples and they tell me they weren't on the dance floor, I always try to talk them out of it. And and again, I'm just trying to maximize 
their money. What you know, what the bang for the dollar. You know, mm-hmm. so what is going to give me? You know, and specifically as a wedding DJ, I mean, we always talk about atmosphere. We talk about the food. We talk about smell. We talk about. So it's really appealing to all the different senses. And to me, I want to maximize. So I have the music, and then if I was going to add, because these are really all enhancements. What we're talking about, we're mm-hmm. enhancing the vibe, enhancing the room. You know, make you know making you know making things better or, or cha- being able to change that mood. So when we transition those colored lights from one static color to going to the beat of the music or, 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 or a strobe effect in, in certain instances, uh, the whole idea is to, is to generate that different vibe for, for that client. And to me, you know, uplighting, then the monogram would obviously be my second choice if, if, if I had a choice between the two because, it, you know, what is it going to do for you? Um, another thing about doing a video projector as opposed to, cause there's pretty much two different ways. You have a gobo projector, which just shoots light through a steel gobo. It's just literally a steel pressed plate, or it could be glass or it could be, uh, I, I've seen some people, we try to do the plastic thing, but most of the time it's either metal or glass. Um, but when you do a video projector, I'm able to do color. Mm. Uh, and then on top of that, not only can I do color, but there's no little cuts in the name from like the gobo itself. So like when you stamp it out on, on a piece of metal, sometimes you'll see the little cuts to hold all, all the pieces on, on the steel, where if I do a video projector, I actually can project, you know, color or, uh, uh without the little cuts. So mm-hmm. to me, a video, if, if you have a, if you're, when you're discussing, if you're really into gobos and you really want that type of effect, ask your DJ or, or lighting company, how you, how you doing that? You know, so and that's kind of the kind of some one of the differences. Yeah, and I think also what's important, and uh, for those of you who are you know getting married out there, and if you're listening to this program, um, it's important we try and take pictures of the venue. Let's say I'm at a venue this coming weekend, and I have uplights. Well, I will take pictures of that particular venue with the uplights on. And actually, you may want to do two or three colors. I wouldn't run through the whole 64 color gamut, um, but you may want to do some main colors, maybe a, you know an amber or red or blue or something. Take a couple different pictures. So uh, when people are inquiring about these services, you can actually send a picture. Oh, and by the way, this is what this venue looks like. Because when people see it, they, you know, it really like, oh, wow. It's a wow factor. They're really like, oh, you know what? I got to have this. So I think it's important to... Um, show the client what 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 the end product would be. Absolutely, you know, they say pictures say a thousand words, and definitely when you actually can put what you've done in front of a client, it, it a, you know a, a couple, it actually make it does it does make a difference. Uh, now let's talk about dance floor lighting. Um, I know you you sell a lot of dance floor lighting, and I don't sell as much because I guess I'm one. I'm usually a little bit more. I I, I love doing the up lighting thing, so usually my first. Uh, thing is to sell them uplighting because I think that gives them the best bang for the buck. Um, and then I, it, and of course, not everybody can afford uplighting. Yeah, sometimes uh, not in everybody's budget. I think everybody likes it. Most people like it and most people want it, but it's sometimes just not in everybody's budget. Or the other thing is, Wyatt, that, um, you know, if, if it's going to be a day wedding, I don't try and talk a client into purchasing uplights. And I, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd be careful to, um, if, if, if any, uh, future brides or grooms out there are planning on getting married in a day and there's windows, don't even, you know, if, if the DJ says, uh, 
oh, we'll offer you, you know, 10 free uplights. It, it's really a waste because if there's windows and it's light out in the day, those, those they're pretty much uh, not really that effective at all. No, no, you really need the element of nighttime. You're absolutely right. Yep. yep. Or, or at least a closed room, even if it's in a ballroom, as long as there's no windows, um, for for it to be effective and do its job. Yeah, actually, there is a few ballrooms. I mean, I think I remember at Lansdowne, the Marriott there in D.C. I mean, uh, actually, the Hyatt, the Hyatt there in Fairfax. I mean, right, that room is really dark because there's no right. windows in it. No windows, no. And so it could be day or night. It doesn't matter where the uplights are effective. So when I, when I you know consult with the client um you know ask them you know day night what day or night if it's uh if it's summertime and doesn't get dark till eight thirty, nine o'clock and their wedding is over let's say nine thirty, i i really don't i'll mention it to them but i don't i don't suggest it or really talk to them about it i, I think i think they'd be wasting their money and they could better spend it on something else uh, absolutely, absolutely. And then, of course, if you're doing a venue that's outdoors, um, I, out here in California, the big thing is the string lights. Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, having the string lights up and, and dancing underneath the string lights underneath the stars, it, it just simply is amazing. You know, uh, you definitely can, you know, I have uplit trees for clients. Uh, <laughs> but uh, really, I mean, the string lights really have a nice effect. And, 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 and I personally don't recommend having any dance floor lighting with with that because really, I, I find that my couples there's a certain mood they're going for, and usually those string lights fit the bill. So yeah. I, I usually stop right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I think you know here again it depends on your your venue and what kind of effect you want. Uh, but uh, when they have up lights and you kick up the dance floor light too, once that party's going, I, I think it does give a nice energy to the room and a nice feel to it. But here again, it just depends on uh, what what kind of feel and vibe they're going for. Right. So going and swing back to dance floor lighting. So we have pr- pretty much. I mean, I I have two basic packages. I have basic dance for lights, which simply means I have lights that kind of go to the beat of the music and they have like maybe a little laser and they do some basic colors. Uh, and then I have what I call my moving headlighting, uh, which is the heavy duty dance, dance, uh, guess, you, you know, club lighting, uh, which actually has the moving heads like in a concert. Yeah, again, intelligent lighting. Mm-hmm. Intelligent lighting, absolutely. And the reason why we call it intelligent lighting, because believe it or not, you, it's not one of those things you can set it and forget it. You actually have to design programs and and actually program the lights to do different things. And you can actually you know program the lights to go. You push a button and it actually you know can spotlight a, a specific position. Well, actually, I remember. I remember you many times. Uh, you know, like a grand entrance. You programmed the uh, intelligent lighting to you know hit the spot the door with the entrance where they were coming in and uh and then you know once the bride and groom came in you program that well boom that spotlight was right in the center of the dance floor for him it was pretty amazing yeah absolutely you can do you can definitely do that but so i mean so you have differently two different types of gamut definitely i mean when it comes you know for the dj or lighting company two different investments that's why there is two different price points obviously so it really just depends on how far you want to take your dance time lighting. But I would have to say, you know, if you're in the enclosed room, definitely, Matt, I'm not sure if you agree, but up lighting would be my number one choice. Yeah, I do agree with that because it affects the whole room. Um, it affects, you know, the whole room and gives a nice uh, a nice feel to it. Um, yeah, if I had to choose between the dance floor lighting and up lights, yeah, I'd probably go with that. 
And then my second choice, you know, obviously if you have, and again, not everybody is doing cake nowadays. Uh, it just, and again, I, I kind of think it's kind of cool not just to do cake, but that's another topic for another occasion. But uh, pin spotting, anything you want to pin spot, and it can be the head table, because I've also pin spotted head tables. I've pin spotted uh, 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 dessert table. I've pin spotted uh, uh, the uh, uh, gift table. I've mm -hmm. pin spotted, you know, the, the book where they sign in. So we've, we've definitely have pin spotted several different things. And then and, and centerpieces, I'm sure you've done as well at the tables. Yes, the centerpieces. The only thing is, centerpieces can be a little pricey because if you have you know twenty tables or sixteen tables, I mean that's sixteen pin spots that I'm hanging. Uh, and then it also comes down to when you that would force me want to go do a site visit because then the next question is how am I hanging all these pin spots? Yeah, uh, and that that's when the price starts racking up. But I can tell you, it looks simply amazing if you have <laughs> uplighting throughout the whole room and you pin spot florals. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It will take your breath away. Yeah. Literally. I think, yeah. I, I think one of the challenges, though, for us as DJs, when you go into some of these venues and um, and they're sort of operating it and the client has purchased up lights and you're trying to get the lights dimmed because some of these places are they're automated and, you know, uh, some of them really don't like you playing with their lights. Uh, I would never go over there and just do it myself. I always ask. Um, some people can get touchy about that, but is is to 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 make them effective. It's like, hey, can we can we dim these overhead lights that are so bright, uh, even during dinner? Let's dim it a little, give it some atmosphere. And sometimes it's a challenge when you're in these places because they want the lights full, you know, full on. And it's like, wow, okay, um, because you're you're really just trying to give the client their money's worth. So. Um, most people will, uh, you know, accommodate you, but sometimes you run into some challenges there. Well, yeah, or the person that's, you know, that's supposed to dim the lights has disappeared, you know, or they don't, you know, or they have them locked up. Uh, thankfully, some you know, most venues nowadays have uh, electronic, and you know, they, they they try to coach most of the, you know, the DJs to. Uh, you know, on how to use it. But I, I've just like you said, man, I ran into search, you know, how do we get these lights dimmed? Um, and it takes away, but it's a good thing. I always work with an assistant. So, cause my assistant, I can send my assistant, they can you go, know, chase, chase go, chase, down. go chase them down to figure out how to get those lights. Cause you know, again, setting the mood, lighting, smell. I mean, that's why people spend all those money on candles. That's why you put centerpieces out. It's about looks. And I'm telling you, lighting is a big deal. Yeah, it is a big deal. And, uh, you know, DJs have gotten more involved, though. It's became more affordable um, over the past, uh, I don't know, six, seven, eight years uh, where DJs were able to uh, supply the uplights and kind of cut out lighting companies. Um, you know, it, it used to be, you know, just lighting companies did that sort of lighting. Uh, but now I find uh, most DJ companies uh, offer that now as well at a, i think at a lower cost also right right i mean there's still a lot of things that you know like around here that i know um there's some lighting companies that there's some things that they do that are pretty remarkable such as i mean you know in santa barbara we have these uh ellings uh, park and literally this company sets up you know market lights you know, out there with generators. I mean, they park the generators pretty far away. They do the whole, you know, in the middle of this park, they put up the string lights, you know, they hang these uh, chandeliers, 
Um, and, and I do have the, you know, capability of doing like a battery powered chandelier, which I mean, it looks amazing, runs, you know, 10 hours again. And, um, and the reason why I always focus on the battery power is cause I, I want, I'm trying to decrease my, you know, my, I guess my payroll, if you will, but, uh, you know, uh, make it easier to hang things, make it easier. So you don't have to have, you know, th- those types of, you know, the, the power requirement, if you will. But these lighting companies, there's a lot of things that they can do that are simply amazing that your DJ can't do. So, I mean, if you're really going out, you know, all out on lighting, you know, you're, it's really called lighting design, believe it or not. Right. So, mm-hmm. yes, yes. And, and that's what goes back to photos, just like you said, Matt, pictures. This is what I can do. So. So and, uh, and w- w- what do you think, um, you know, if we have to our listeners out there are um, future brides and grooms, what kind of price it range do you think, you know, is reasonable for them uh, for because I know we charge, you know, buy the uplight or some people charge, a, they'll go with a package, but it, it does boil down to X amount per uplight. What, what, what are some of the reasonable prices that they could um, be expecting? when they're out there shopping for uplights, you know, and I know it varies. It does. It does. It varies by market, but I mean, I know some companies, I mean, they just charge a flat fee, you know, they charge a flat fee. I'll uplight your room. But then as I guess, as a, as, as you know, a couple, you know, or, or, you know, or anyone trying to plan an event, I mean, how do you, how do you compare that? So I guess I, I always put a number on it. So I, you know, I offer 20 lights, 20 up lights, depending on the date, it'd be five to six fifty, depending on what wedding package you get. I think that's a reasonable price since all my stuff is battery powered, you know, uh, and I am, you know, you choose the one color in the beginning and then by the end of the night we have different colors. I know there's other DJs out there doing it for less, you know, uh, two or 300 bucks, but I can tell you they're plugging all their lights in. So, so it looks like shit because they have these cables running everywhere uh, I know that they, I know their lights can't do everything my lights do because they got the budget bin ones. That's why they're two or $300. Or I know they got free lights from the venue, you know, so it really just depends. And for the audience out there, how, how do you determine how many up lights a room would need? How do you come to that conclusion? Me, I usually do it based on, if I don't, if I'm not familiar with the room, I do it based on how many people that are going to the room, believe it or not. So typically, I mean, if it's, if it's less than a hundred people, I'm probably thinking, uh, you might need a little less because I'm, I'm assuming the room is going to be smaller. And then I, if you're going to have 200 people, I assume that the room is going to be bigger. So right, you're going to yeah. need more lights. Right. But typically I, my most popular package is 20 up lights. And then of course I include four on top of that, I include four free one, uh, four, Technically, it's really twenty-four because I include four extra ones as backups just in case one one of the lights had a problem. Uh, so technically, you're getting twenty-four. And uh, something that I do kind of on the side, which is I don't know, but I I sometimes if if I have extra room in the truck, I throw in extra lights. Yeah, yeah, it's always good. I do the same thing. I always kind of will bring an extra four in case of anything. And if, you know, if, if, uh, if the room calls for it and I'm feeling generous that day, I'll, I'll throw, uh, I'll throw them a couple extra up lights. I mean, yeah. I mean, my whole idea is I, I want to wow my client. I want to wow my couple. I want them to have an amazing day. I mean, just, I'm trying to treat my couples just as like I would want to be treated. And, you know, if I said, you know, promise them 20 and if 20 wasn't enough, I'm going to have more because I want it to be perfect. So, mm-hmm. And uh, what other forms of um, lighting can, uh, you know, somebody uh, who's going to 
you know, throw on a big event for their wedding you know, reception, what what else can they expect or look for? I mean, if you're doing pin spots, I mean, pin spots range anywhere from 50 to a one, you know, to a hundred bucks, depending if they have to put a pole up or not put a pole up, you know, dance for lighting. I'm, I mean, a hundred bucks for the cheap stuff. And then for the moving heads, cause they have to bring in the trussing and stuff like that. Probably looking from $500 and up. Uh, if you're doing a monogram, you know, you're probably, you know, depending, you know, where it's at, what do you got to do? You're probably looking. And, and if you notice, I says, depends on where it's at, what do you got to do? Because different distances require different pieces of equipment. You might need to have a light that's brighter. You might need to have a different type of, uh, you know, mounted on a pole. It's much easier if I mount something on a railing or if I can, or instead of me having to bring a whole pole and then a base and then the weights. So again, it really just depends. I, I would say I, I, sometimes I just do site visits if I have very sophisticated lighting that, that my client wants to do. Uh, because again, when, I mean, we talked about this, I think on the first episode, we, you know, if you're, you know, why, why do you actually need to go to a venue if you're just providing sound? I mean, it's just two speakers and a, a mix table. But when it comes to lighting, if you want something in a very specific spot, then, yeah, I need to go take a look. So yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, you have to look at your, your space, your, uh, you know, if there's uh, architect to be accented like pillars or and things like that. Um, I think it's uh, pretty it's imperative to go do that. I think to do an effective job. Anyway. Right. And so you're probably looking for, I would say a monogram. And, and again, it varies, but I, I mean, I'm in the 350 area, which I think is pretty competitive. I know there's people out there doing it for less, but then I've also seen the quality of their less, you know, it's pretty much shot right on the dance floor saying what I said earlier about, I don't agree with it being on the dance floor. I, I think that's a waste of your money. Mm-hmm. Um, now one concern that I think, you know, specific, I know in DC could be a concern, um, and out here it is a concern too, is if your venue is an older venue, power. I mean, you got to remember, I mean, specifically if, if, if you're, these lighting companies are technically usually using pro, you know, they're plugging most of their lights in because they're going to have a team that's going to show up. T- typically they don't do battery power. They usually plug all their stuff in. And I know there's a couple companies out here that don't trust the power of the, of the, of the venues. So literally they have generators. They run power outside and plug into a generator because they're concerned about the power requirements of that, of that facility. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially when you're doing these outdoor tenant, uh, tenant um, receptions and stuff like that power can, can easily be an issue. Um, right. And that's another thing. I mean, if you're lighting stuff outdoors and you plan on, and there's any chance of rain in the forecast, I can tell you that, you know, there's different lights for outdoors that, that are rated for, for precipitation, for, you know, dust. And typically most DJs only have stuff for indoor. So that's also another thing. And again, lighting companies will have all that stuff. Your normal DJ will not have that kind of stuff. One of the things, the other things I think is important, um, especially when a DJ is running dance floor lights. Um, first of all, I personally would never turn on my dance floor light during the first dance or parent dances. And I've come into some of these venues because now you have pictures of their first dance with all these different colors on them. Man, I did, to- I did a couple of photo booth jobs and I saw the DJ do that and I about lost my shit, dude. I am. Right. I was like, what are you doing? Are you kidding me? Where is right. the wedding planner? I mean, oh my goodness. And, and it was like, oh, I do this all the time. I'm like, what? 
Yeah, that's that's just bad. That's that's bad because the pictures when when you know a bride is you know waited all of her life and she's looking so beautiful on the dance floor with her white dress and 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 to see those spots now once the dance floor is open they're dancing of course you know that's fine but to get those pictures you only get one shot at that you get one shot and uh, you know the photographer just needs light in the room at that point you know the photographer needs what the photographer needs because really it's about their first dance and and getting those pictures for them that you know are going to be there forever and and also um you know like throwing the bouquet and stuff there's periods where i just unplug the light you know with dance floors you know we, we're pausing for a moment whether it's cake cutting or whatever um and i've seen some people who just do not they just keep the, the ball rolling kind of thing keeping the light on i'm like what's going on here well it, it, yeah and i i guess i don't it just it, it just kind of blows my mind because I know women I and I because I, I read about it I've listened to other podcasts wedding podcasts believe it or not uh, that t- that where it, you know picking out a dress for a woman is agonizing and sometimes standing in front of people is even more intimidating and agonizing and then for you know later on to get photos you know two months down the road or three months into or four months depending on what photography you picked. Uh, which is a whole other topic, but uh, and 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 have all those little light pictures on your. I I would, I would be disappointed. Yeah. So any future um, brides and grooms are out there getting married. If you're going to have a dance floor, like make sure you have spoken to your DJ, and make sure that uh, he doesn't even he or she doesn't even think about turning that light on during your first dance or parent dances. Keep it off. Keep the room. I would say keep it lit. You know. Um, you know, for the photographer to get those nice, clean shots of uh, the bride and groom and their absolutely, special that's a great point, Matt. Keeping and again, you know, if if the photographer misses the shot or doesn't get the shot, you, far as I'm concerned, we just got to do it again. Because so having the lights up in, the, in and again, I, most great photographers can make it happen no matter what because they're you know they're the pros, they're pros, and part of their job is lighting. But uh, you know having the room so that the photographers and trying to and, and, and work with your, your their photographers on getting the good photos, it just, it, it, it pays dividends later for sure. Yeah. And uh, you know, I, I'm sure you've done events too, where you got the dance floor going. Now it's dance time, right? And you'll have these videographers sometimes that have, it's basically, it looks like a searchlight, you know, at an airport. It's so bright and they're videotaping and they're walking around the dance floor with this light on a set of wheels. And, you know, people are dancing. And, and the thing is just so bright, you know, where it's like, oh, my God. And, you know, the people are dancers, like, looking at the guy, like, hey, man, can you turn this thing off? Because they can use filters. Uh, I am not a videographer or a photographer. But I know that, you know, once the dance floor is open, they can use filter. I, I, I have to admit, I find that. And I'd love to hear you know, a videographer explained that to me one day, but I'm talking bright, well, super bright. Uh, it's words. funny you mentioned that, uh, Matt, because I believe we have Chris Monaco from uh, Elite Films that'll be coming on the show here uh, pretty quickly, probably in the next couple weeks here or so. Well, good. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna put Chris's feet to the fire, and, you know, see if he can explain that to me. If he walks around with one of those uh, super super uh, 
bright lights in people's face while they're having a good time. So <laughs> I, I'm sure Chris will have an answer for me somewhere. You know? uh, it might be a sarcastic one, but he'll have an answer, right? Oh, he'll definitely have an answer. <laughs> yeah. he's, he's been at it a long time. He definitely has it. Um, a couple things before we leave, because we're about at the 35-minute yeah. mark, is mm-hmm. if you haven't been to thewinningzilla.com, our website is up now, so you can go check us out, see all our episodes, uh, see a little bit about us. Uh, we're also on up on uh, eight different platforms that you can listen to us, also on YouTube as well. Uh, I just want to give a special shout-out to Lorenzo from Screaming Lunatic Design Agency who put up our website. He did it quickly. And of course, yeah, absolutely. He, he 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 always does amazing work for us, and he'll be on the show too as well because he also does wedding invitations, he does design work and stuff like that. I also want to thank Risa uh, 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 Risa Patterson who also helped me uh, uh, with getting our uh, Instagram posts and Facebook posts up quickly because uh, pretty much how it kind of worked out, you know, was the, the toughest part about doing the podcast was trying to come up with a, a good name for the podcast. Yeah, I think it's great. Weddingzilla. Weddingzilla. That's right. So uh, we did that, and we put everything kind of together, and uh, we're off and running. So, uh, and we got some great guests coming down the road. Uh, we're going to have uh, all sorts of guests from all over the country too. You know, we're connected. Uh, Facebook uh, DJs, uh, you know, wedding planners. Uh, we want to hear a little something from everybody, and uh, to help. Uh, you know, people and clients, um, you know, plan their a successful wedding, take in all the information and uh, take what they can use from us and our guests. And um, I know, man, I'm so excited. I booked La Hora Loca for, for in California to, t- to be in our podcast. I cannot wait for her to talk about that whole piece right there. And well, if you don't know what, exciting. Yeah. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, you're going to you're, you're gonna have to listen. You're going to have to check us out. So well, we'll be there. All, All right. right, Wyatt. Well, I hope things are great on the West Coast. Things are fine here on the East Coast. Spring has sprung, and uh, you know, uh, I'm looking forward to spending more time outdoors now. Oh yeah. All right, we're out. All right. Thank you. Good night. Night. The Weddingzilla Podcast. Everything and everyone you need to hear while planning your wedding. Tons of resources are on our website too, and you can submit ideas for future episodes. Visit theweddingzilla.com. Theweddingzilla.com. And stay connected. Stay connected on Facebook and Instagram at the Weddingzilla. At the Weddingzilla. The Weddingzilla Podcast.